It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, Tyvis Powell, Jason Lloyd, plus... You're loving him, Mikey McNuggets. And so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show starts now. Booyah! (laughs) Hey! Yes! Yes, indeed. Right ah. in the building, man. And no football to talk about. No football no. game to talk about. No. no basketball to talk about. Yeah, well, the All-Star game, at least. Right? Yeah. But, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bad. I, was, I was thinking about that yesterday because we've had a football game going all the way back to the end of July. Mm-hmm. Remember, the, yeah. the Browns opened the season. With the Hall of Fame game. The Hall of Fame game. Yeah. So, this is like, this is the beginning of that lull where you literally have to go six months yeah without even thinking about the next game I, I mean technically two weeks ago we didn't have a game but you were still leading up to the Super Bowl There's but something on right the horizon. yeah, yeah well, the, well, the well, thing well. we look forward to now really that I'm most looking forward to is is the start of baseball well, season but yeah before that we have NFL free agency that's only about three weeks away I'm excited about that you know yeah. what I'm excited about man a new trailer just dropped for what in in NCAA college football has finally oh, yeah. returned. How many years has that gone? Was the that last four, 2014 was last. Years. Everybody loves that game. It's like it, the most oh, popular it was game. So popular. I, this yeah. is I, listen right now. I feel sorry for if you ain't if you've been married after this thing came yeah. out. I feel so sorry for you if you're a wife because you're not going to see your husband. Much. Yeah, you're what makes them. it better than Madden, by the way? Uh, everything. The pageantry, the music. Yeah. The, the, it's the college build, football versus the NFL. There's building more surrounding it, mm-hmm. I think. Building okay. a powerhouse of uh, recruiting. What were your grades on there when you played? Did you have um, decent grades? Did they uh, grade linemen then? Yeah, they, back then, yeah. Uh, yeah they, uh, so I've been playing college football since it was college football, it was it was uh, Bill Walsh's college football. 1996, I started playing. 97, I know all the covers. Um, I was on a video game in 2004, and the highest grade that I received on there was a 71. That's not bad, right? They're not, out of pocket. Man, 71, I just we took that pocket. and ran. We were, like, mm. other than that, the highest grade was, like, a, a 80. Yeah. Hey, you got 80 on the uh, game. He was from damn. OU. Yeah, from OU. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. shout out to them, man. It's right. coming back. You got online dynasties. My college roommates hit me up. Oh, it was like, listen, glory days is back, boys. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you're going to find? If you're anything like me, it's not going to be the same. Don't say I've that. I've stepped away from <laughs> video games don't, don't for years. Yeah. And then I've tried to reimmerse myself in that. Did, were you, did you ever play Fortnite? Uh, no, that no. was you played Fortnite. I did. I yeah. can't picture you what? playing yeah. Fortnite. Oh, yeah. I, well, I think yeah. I told the story of I got hooked. I played it here and there, but I really got hooked when my son came home from the Olympic Training Center one time and said, Dad, we got to hook it up in the, in the golf studio. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yeah. okay, why? Oh, I forgot about that. You're right. And it was like I was actually in the war. Right. Oh, yeah. And the surround sound and people were shooting behind me and I'm turning around. It was great. 
But when yeah. I go back after a long absence, I'm like, yeah, this is what I remember. It. I wonder if for you it's because you played with your son and now you're not playing with your Maybe. son. Maybe. That, that could be. be. But even with other video games, yeah. you know, like I bought a Donkey Kong machine because when I was in the, in the 80s, Donkey. I probably paid for five machines sure. with quarters. Um, I bought one and I played it like the first week I had it, and mostly it just sits there now as a decoration That's in the man true. cave. I, I remember I, as a kid, I, the yeah. one game I loved was Mike Tyson Punch Out. Oh, that game I was loved great. that game. And, and Glass I, Joe? Glass Joe, Glass right, Joe? right. Hippo, oh. the King Hippo, or whatever you, it was. Yeah, that And then game years was later, great. I played it, and I'm like, eh. Well, let me, yeah, give, you, let me give you this fun fact yeah. about, because uh, I've been really into video games. Let me give you a fun fact about uh, Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Do you know now they have tournaments and speed runs? For who could who beat the game the fastest? Oh wow, really? And and a person won, a person almost won the speed run championship for playing Mike Tyson's Punch Out blindfolded. Why did he do that? Because so he must have memorized all he, of yes, their punch moves. Yes, he memorized every single punch sequence and was blindfolded. <laughs> okay, that's that's, that's like the guy that does the Rubik's cube in four seconds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, amazing. Like, wait a minute. Come on. Yeah, how's that amazing. happening? Yeah, no nuts. matter what the task is, there's someone in the world that can do it so well it will blow you away. Mm -hmm. Um, great suit. Like the black with the pink. Thank yeah. you. Very Thank nice. You. Very look. sharp. Thank uh, you. Bull's beard. I just noticed. I mean, it's out of control. This is as long as it's ever been. Ever been, been right? in my life. Yeah. I, that's what I thought. I have never seen you with that. I actually just this morning shaved, you know, cleaned up over here. Yeah, you got rid of the and neck. I cleaned beard. up the cheeks. But you, this thing, I got to put the beard oil you, in. You definitely you can't go to Florida with that. You just, I am. You can't. I know. Go. It's, it's, it's risky. You'll shave it. Day one or two. I don't know. Now. I'm going to do it. We'll see. It, I mean, it's Florida. <laughs> I know. I probably should. And I know by like day four or five, it's supposed to be like 80-something degrees. Yeah, that's coming off. Oh, no, Jay, man. what we need is Bull to go to Florida with the beard, get the tan, and then shave when he gets back. <laughs> and we get the reverse, <laughs> the reverse be, beard tan would be phenomenal, would be Bull. Then I, yeah, right. That, that would, would be, be funny. Yeah. Um, I know you're excited. Another <laughs> oh. eight days, a week from wait. tomorrow, Bull gets on that airplane. Oh. He's on for like 10 days. He's got a long list of things to do. Yeah. Uh, I, we're happy for you because I know you said it's been a long, long time, time since yeah. you've done this. Yep. It's, it's over-deserved for Thank sure. You. Thank you. Um, and we, we want pictures. We want to sort of live vicariously through mm. your Florida trip. So okay. make sure you send us regular pictures yeah, and I if will. you do shave the beard and you have a tan beard yeah, a white that's beard that's true you got to you mm. got to send that <laughs> all right mike how are you back there behind the glass we're doing good today's anthony's tv directorial debut so we yeah. are very excited had uh, some tech stuff early we took care of hopefully that's all out of the way we want to wish earl a speedy recovery he had to go to urgent care this morning for what an ear earl? issue he's fine earache. he's oh, good no. he had a bad earache and it's uh, Tyvis's 30th birthday today. It is also Tyvis's birthday, birthday, so happy birthday, Tyvis. Yeah. He's going on the Buckeye cruise tomorrow, so he's off all next week, so it'll yeah. be a wonky schedule because Jason's in spring training. Then you go to spring training at some point. Does Jason go to spring training? Do tomorrow. Know? Tomorrow. And yeah. he's there. You guys overlap for one day, I think. He comes back Thursday. Oh, really? I think. That's I don't want to speak for him. You go out Wednesday, correct? I'm there Wednesday to Sunday. Yeah, I think you guys overlap one day out okay. there. But mm -hmm. we'll have some spring training coverage for you guys. Coming up, we got a big show today, 90 minutes on YouTube, mm -hmm. 30 minutes on WKYC, brand new, never before seen content that has never <laughs> been seen before in the history of the universe. That's a guaranteed McNuggets fact. And we're going to get into it after a quick word from our dear friends 
at FanDuel. You can get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's undisputed number one sportsbook, because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your team wins. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and so much more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS and shoot your shot. FanDuel, an official sportsbook of the NBA. And today's winning ticket comes from our guy, Jordan Kessler, who hit a nine-part same-game parlay in the Cavs' win over the Chicago Bulls on Wednesday night. Nice little profit from our guy, Jordan. If you have a winning ticket, make sure you send it to us on Twitter, via email, however you want to send it in, and we'll feature it on the show in the coming days. Mike, before we move on, I got to mention real quick that yesterday, on Thursdays at 6 p.m., I do a live edition of my podcast and people have the opportunity to come on camera with me ask a question whatever and one of the two people that came on with me yesterday was our buddy Eddie Eddie, and I have to say I love Eddie he's an awesome fan he asked me what was and I've been doing this for 20 years 25 years almost Maybe the dumbest question I've ever been asked in my entire career. Wow, that's saying something because I, you have commented many times. Yes. What a dumb question. Yes. We love Eddie. What did Eddie you ask? Eddie, share it? Eddie asked me on the air, live on the air he did this. I thought he was joking, but it was a serious question. He's, he said, when a quarterback throws a pick six, should they, he, th- he thinks they should be credited and he was asking me if I agreed. A touchdown? With a touchdown. Oh, no. Oh, I think you should lose a touchdown. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's... anything, they should take a touchdown away. Hey, Eddie, that was the most insane question yeah. I ever got. What was his logic behind it? Just getting... that there was a touchdown scored on the play. Yeah, and I kept saying, team. I kept saying, are you messing with me? Are you? And he swore he was being serious. Well, also, I, Bill, I, the other guy who called in is our boy X. Yeah, Xavier P on Twitter. We, we've joked, or you joked about him not having a job. I didn't. Comments. Or, G said or he G didn't did. have a job. He clearly has a job. He works for the government. And, Bull, he showed off his shoe collection yeah. online afterwards. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. X, yo, no, shout out X. That was a hell of a shoe collection. His shoe. Did a you see the picture I tweeted? We have seen that. What was it? Who was this? And what was? This? He's a huge fan. I, I'll pull. Yeah. I'll pull it up. Hold on one sec. Nice guy. He came on. He came on the podcast to ask me a question yesterday, and I noticed in his background he had a decent shoe collection. Well, he tweeted out a picture showing his whole thing. I was like, my God, wow. And he joked. He said, "Well, I, I guess I." He tweeted at me and G and said, "I guess I do have a job after all." Now here's the all these shoes. because he's able to buy these shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's um. See, I'm I'm not gonna say anything right now. I've been slowly but surely, um, stockpiling. I'm I'm a doomsday. Like you sh- want the Browns to do? I'm a doomsday shoe preparer. Oh, oh you're ready for anything? Yeah. So like I I feel like how many pairs would you say you have? Hmm. I've 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 come up a little bit. I don't want to sell. You're talking a hundred. Uh, no, Here's not Here's his shoe collection. This no is one of four it. pictures, by the way. He not, said four wow. pictures just like this. Not a hundred. Not a hundred. 
And I don't want to say it because I don't want Tyvis and Earl to, to, to. Oh, you don't want to give them in. No, I want to give them uh, in. Competition. Yeah, like they don't like because I'm going to do something outlandish in uh, August. Mm-hmm. Okay, August. August. It's going to be real crazy. Mm-hmm. But but I've been coming up. I got some exclusive, though. Shout out to my wife. She put up yeah. um, she put she put up a nice little display. Um, so shout out to her. I got it for Valentine's. In the closet so for presentation. Yeah. For public presentation. Yeah. You want it to be on point like that guy. Yeah. yeah. That's, Somebody, that's kind of uh, light. I, I don't like, I don't like, his stuff is out in the open air. You wow. Know, it's got to be sealed oh, in the boxes. You, you the true collectors yeah. do have it mm. in these like airproof you don't, yeah. boxes. Don't, it goes don't. next level. Somebody tweeted at me, this is an old reference that I'm sure these guys won't get, but somebody, when I tweeted that picture, and it was four pictures like that of his setup. They said he does got some. What is that? Mel DeMarcos's house? Or? <laughs> I remember that very well. Very, very well. All right. Uh, By the way, oh wait, I gotta uh, say one more on. thing. Time out. Time one out. more thing, because I think G and especially Jay, because he he will really lose his mind for this, have to appreciate that yesterday, Tyvis did not know who Chris Farley. John Candy or John Belushi were had no clue who any of those guys were. That's that's almost that's impossible. Unacceptable. <laughs> like how? Chris Farley. I lost my mind. Okay, so John Belushi and and long time and, and ago. Candy. I mean, you're talking yeah, you, 70s and 80s. But the Candy movies are out all the time. You would think that well, Chris Farley. Yeah. Uncle Buck, you don't know none of that. Yeah. Like, man, these kids today. And the reason it came up is because yesterday was Mark Price's 60th birthday. Oh, wow. God. And Chris Farley, who, of course, is dead, was born the exact same day as Mark Price. So I mentioned that it was would also have been Chris Farley's oh, 60th I birthday. See. And he said, who's that? And he's like, who's that? I'm like, what? All three of those guys are dead. What? I yeah. mean, great comedians. The great fat comedians. They all Great, died. great, mm. great yeah. physical, yeah. heavy yeah. Comedian, the best. I, yeah, they were. They were. Sorry, awesome. Mike. I've sidetracked you like five times already. But that, no, we're all good. Crazy. He doesn't good. know that. He never would have guessed. Insane. That. Let's jump into our first topic here, guys. We got some news yesterday that Deshaun Watson may have to go down to Houston and continue his legal situation in one of the unsettled cases. I don't. Me and Bo were getting into the exact words. I'm not sure he's being called to testify, but he may be asked to come back and give deposition sure. in one of the unsettled. Uh, cases he settled 23 of the 26 last season. Yeah, let me clar- let me yes. clarify. Yeah, Mike, go ahead. Because Paul. here's what's going on. There are two cases still pending. Yes, civil cases. Right? It's two civil cases, no criminal. Two civil cases still pending. The one that is referenced in an article yesterday is the one that was actually filed after he settled with all the other people. Correct. The second case was has been there for a while, but in this one, he's not being asked to testify. He's being asked. He, her lawyer wants him to give a deposition. Right. So he, he, so her lawyer is asking the judge to compel him to give the And he most likely will. He'll, he'll most likely be ordered to, to be deposed. Okay, I didn't know that part, but yes. he, yeah, if you say that. So uh, obviously Rusty Harden, who's Deshaun Watson's lawyer, doesn't want to do it. Right. We'll see what the judge says. And in the... the I mean, look. Yeah. To be clear, I, I don't think he's legally obligated to do it. But here's what happens. You're defending yourself. Right. And the, the level of... Scrutiny is far lower in a civil case than a criminal. In a civil, it's 50% right. plus one. Yeah. In a criminal, it's beyond a reasonable doubt. Yes. So if he doesn't do the deposition, it will look horrible on his, on his behalf. If and this it, goes to a, a jury. Well, at this point, it yeah. almost certainly will, unless there's a last-minute settlement, which 
because it's dragged on this far, to me, seems highly unlikely. Although I would say this, again, this case wasn't filed until after he settled. So it hasn't dragged on it's as far as... It's still been a long time, It's though, still been a, it's been a long year time. and change, yes. I guess. And the other point. one's been up over two years. Right. So... Yeah, so... But the article, this article was written in the USA Today. And then Mike Florio referenced the article. And, and at the end of his article, it says... Even that's, though that's before, we'll give you the actual quote. Both, I know. What you're okay, go for. ahead. Yeah, take the next one in. So it, uh, th- this is what Florio said. It's not a quote from anybody in a legal. Pers- he said, although he's been suspended eleven games by the NFL for the allegations, the league has not completely ruled out the possibility of further punishment, uh, given the evidence that could emerge in the remaining cases and/or the eventual verdicts. Yeah, that's not news. I don't know yeah. why that was being parsed around as news yesterday. Right when the league announced their eleven-game suspension. As, as an addendum to that, or as part of that, actually, right. they said, we, of course, reserve the right to uh, further punish Deshaun Watson if new information comes to light. So, right. yeah, this was, I was kind of surprised that uh, I saw our guy from Kent, a young Steinbuch. kid that tweeted that out. I When I first saw that, I thought, yeah, that's been out there in the public sphere for a year. Right. I, 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 I mean... I, I, I think it's unlikely at this point that there's going to be new evidence that comes out. I mean, I, I, I guess I shouldn't say that, but it just seems so unlikely. And, I, you know, if he went to a deposition and said something that incriminated himself, I guess that could be, but that seems unlikely too. So Evidence, no. But yeah. the other thing, if you read the wording carefully, it's also based on the outcome of the case. That's true, but yeah. So if he loses the case, right. even if there is, because you're right on the evidence part. Like, if there was evidence yeah. of a crime, then this would have been handled in criminal. Right, exactly. But it's civil at this point. So it re- civil typically comes down to his word, right. her who, word. Who do they believe? Yeah. Who do they believe? Who, yeah. does, who does the jury find to be, in this case, more credible? And the really tricky thing about this, remember, this is a case that, I always use this example when I'm talking to folks about this. OJ, of course, was acquitted of criminal charges, right. but lost the civil cases filed against him by the Goldman family. Right, yes. And by uh, Nicole Brown Simpson's family. Again, the bar is much lower. Right. I don't have to look at the situation and say, hmm, I have doubt. You just have to, it has to be more reasonable that a crime was committed than it wasn't. And that's a low bar. It's a relatively low right, bar from right, what right. we're used to. I still think, though, G, that Deshaun is, if I, I mean, I would assume that he and Rusty Harden will still try to settle these last two cases. I know it feels like, well, that would have happened already, but I don't think he wants to leave it in the court's hands. I, I agree. I, you know, I, it's I a dangerous know. game of chicken to play. Yeah. If they want me to care, I mean, this this sounds crazy, but if you want me to care, man, I just saw. I mean, look. There's, there's presidential candidates that got, that got $9 million or $5 million, lost, lost another $89 million in sexual assault cases. That person is going to be, if that was the allegation alone, they still get to run for the highest office in the world. Right. There are no press conferences. There's no, no one's jumping up and down and, and saying, wow, he, he's lost $89 million. We can't put him in all. No, they no, didn't well, do that. Well, that's not true. There's a lot of people jumping up and down and saying. But, and and yeah. in truth, that case won't have finality because of the appeals. Right. So, so there's always a higher court. In this case, I, I have to be honest. Yeah. I don't know 
I would imagine that any verdict can be appealed to a higher court, even sure. a civil case. Yeah. So at some point, he could lose this, and he could kick the can down the road, just right. as Trump and many other people that have been found guilty originally, yeah. and then upon a second jury in a different jurisdiction, right. found innocent. Sure. That's, that's pretty common, actually. Yeah. I, I mean, who knows what's going to happen. Right now, this is not really news. Uh, no, until we, I, I didn't know. see anything that was newsworthy out of this yeah. other than the fact that it was dredged back from the past. Right. I mean, the only thing, the only thing from our perspective as, as Browns fans is that until these two cases are dealt with one way or the other, it's still hanging out there as a possible distraction for him. And do, do you think that that would become a distraction again to the team? I'm. Because I'm with you, Bull. I'll be yeah. honest. I, there's no way this sees a jury. Whatever no, check I, he has to write. And I think the lawyers of the two litigants here yeah. that are that had their cases pending, I think they looked at the settlement offer and... and Thought they could get more. They said no. Either yeah. A, I was aggrieved at, at something that is worth a bigger price tag than that, yeah. or I know you can't let this go to court. Their lawyers are very smart. They know there's no, because you're right, the last thing Deshaun Watson wants to do, and I hope for the sake of the Cleveland Browns that he doesn't do this. Yes, there should be justice. If there was a crime committed, of course there should be justice. But as it pertains to the Browns, the worst thing that can happen is this thing goes to trial. Then it's a distraction because all the players are going to be asked about it again. And also, you touched on something that was very critical in your early comments. If he's found to have a negative result in this then he opens himself up to further suspension by the league right nobody wants well, to go down nobody that wants that certainly. whatever the number is he's gonna have to bite the bullet yeah write a very big check or two and put this in his past I, I i mean listen i'm not him i can't make these decisions for him i just being an outsider i would think that whatever i had to do to settle it just to be done with this because once those two cases get settled i guess that's it unless somebody else comes out of the woodwork but Yeah, right now I think it's probably just a distraction to him. I don't think it's a distraction to the team. I don't. I'm not inside his head. I have no idea how much of a distraction it is to him. But it's going to be something that, on some level, he's going to have to deal with. So I, you know, gee, what do you think right now? Do you agree that he can't let this go to a jury? First of all, I don't. I don't think they have. I I don't think they have a, a, a. Once you once you start down a path, right? And you you have in your mind that you want a certain set of money, right? I, I look at this kind of like, you know, my brother and my mom was in a car accident, right? And it was the other person's fault. And so they kept they had a, a number that the, the lawyer wanted, and they wouldn't settle, wouldn't settle, wouldn't settle, wouldn't settle. And then it got to a point where it was just like they was tired of it. It was just it was attrition. Yeah, you know, fatigue. you kept it's a fatigue. You keep having to write stuff. You keep having to send doctor's bills or what well, a doctor. They want to know whether or not this injury specifically had. So after a while, they just said, you know what? Listen, whatever, just finish it, do whatever. And basically what ended up happening is the money they thought they were going to get never really got anything because it like it, it was all it went all to the lawyers, all sure. the lawyer fees. So, you know, there's a certain amount of time where, where people are like, OK, I'm not going to back down now because I've already come this far. But a lot of times when you can go into court and you start to see the tea leaves and he does give a deposition, you'll see like, okay, well, you know, one person has dropped their case. There was three during this time period. That were left. Yeah. Yeah. One person dropped their case. Now, 
um, you know, it, you know, it's they're entitled to do it. The thing I got a problem with is, you know, you know, the NFL coming back and be like, oh, you lost that 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 trial right there. We're gonna have to give you some more suspensions. Well, we don't know that they would even do that. No, I, I know, but they I, just have the right. They to have do it the if yeah. right, to, right. So I would look at it like this: if if mm-hmm. if I've, you, they've already come back and the one judge that they wanted, would she say six games? Yeah, the she, first judge. She yeah, they they games. threw the hammer at him, gave him eleven. That season was and all then, over. Yeah, the league it, stepped in and said, no, that's not enough. Oh, okay. so they gave him that. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. I don't believe. Like we even have double jeopardy in 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 the United States. You can't keep trying somebody for the same amount of crimes that well, they've already been convicted techni- for. Technically, it wouldn't be the same crime because different, the, d- d- I mean, it might be the same crime, but with a different person. Yeah, so different, it's a different counts. Yeah, so, so that's but not I, double what, jeopardy. I think what but. G is saying, though, is, and this, and this is where I'm going to agree hardcore with you. To me, he wasn't charged with the crime. Right. He wasn't convicted of a crime. To me, the league in their 11-game suspension already baked into the cake that he had done something wrong. Right. And even more than the judge that they had picking it. More than the judge. So so what what happened in real time was he couldn't get indicted. There wasn't enough evidence to even indict him, which is a very low bar. It's the lowest bar in our criminal system. Right. No indictments, no conviction. All of the cases settled. Yeah. The, the the judge who was looking at it for the league said six games is fair. He really wasn't convicted of anything. The league says no, right. 11 games. So, for me, the league has already baked into the cake that they thought he did, I, did something I, wrong. I, I Don't agree. come back now and say, oh, you know what? We want to redo our sentence. I, I, I think at this point, the only reasonable the only reasonable excuse for giving him any further suspension is if he, at this point, got convicted in criminal court. I something. agree with that. Right. And, yeah. And there's so there's no there's, charges even pending right. against so there's him. No, and, and that's, you know, unless that comes out of left field, <laughs> I, I, you know, even if he settles with this, with these other two women, they're not going to come back and say, oh, you're spending another two games. No. That doesn't make and sense. And it already, it already has to a point sullied his <laughs> reputation, whatever <laughs> reputation you have. Because if you talk to people and say, oh, he was never convicted of anything, the first thing they say is the talking points. Well, you don't have to be convicted of anything in this country to, to say that you didn't do it. And Well, he got suspended 11 games. He didn't get suspended for nothing. And so for you to come back and say, well, let me look at the outcome of that. I, I just, even even the thought of that opening up to me, I would have already something ready to go. Like, listen, go ahead. Um, I, I'm willing to sue the NFL. Right. Let's, let's stop playing these yeah, games. It, it, it could come to something like that. Yeah, hopefully it doesn't. You know what it reminds I'm, me of, Bull? And, I, I, yeah. and you guys both remember Omar Vizquel. Channel 8 here in town yeah. did a wonderful interview. Um, a, a buddy of mine, John Sable, uh, over there did the interview. It was, just, it was uh, a Skype interview. Uh, but it was it was well done. And the interview basically was talking about Omar trying to repair his reputation. Omar infamously was accused by his ex-wife of some domestic violence. Mm-hmm. And then in a bizarre case, which I still can't get my mind around, a couple of years ago, I think it was 2020, after being with the Tigers for years mm-hmm. and being let go, he was then with the White Sox. He was managing the Barons, actually, which was Michael mm-hmm. Jordan's old team yep. and uh, Tito Francona's old team. He managed that team. A bat boy sued him for some really bizarre uh, behavior in which uh, Omar was was 
sort of hazing him, telling him that when he while he was in the shower to come here and wash my back, mm-hmm. and some all, all kinds of other things. Yeah. Uh, no criminal charges. Uh, the civil case was dropped and was settled. Okay. He we have seen his. He was almost. He was he was trending to get into the Hall of Fame. His vote total every year was now going up, and I cratered. think it peaked at like 58%. I could be wrong on that number. 56, 58%, something like that. Then these allegations came out from right. his ex-wife, yeah. which, by the way, there were no charges, and you know it was looked into and no charges. And then this uh, civil suit came, and now he, he's gone dramatically the other way. Yeah, he's where never getting in the hall He's now. got three years left on yeah. the ballot. I, I know why he did this interview. He tried to repair right. his image. It didn't work. No. He was asked specific questions about a civil case. I don't want to talk about that. It just was a, it was a bad look. I felt right, right. it was just uncomfortable to watch it. Same thing, G. I think in the court of public opinion, you're right. Deshaun Watson will wear this scarlet letter forever. Everybody's decided. Everybody's, Everybody's made, made up their, their decision about yeah. what he did or didn't do, fair or unfair, probably unfair one way or the other. I think it's fair to say that because he wasn't, uh, I think it's fair to have the the thought that, well, he he couldn't even be indicted, so it seems like he didn't do anything wrong. And I think it's fair to say, well, he got suspended and he had to settle. Maybe he did do something. Who knows what the truth is? Right. Only the women and Watson know the truth. That's fair. Everybody else talking about it is guessing and has little or no facts to back up what they're saying. You're right. But he has been punished heavily by the league. Financially? To, yes. Suspension? Reputation, Image. all of it, yeah, all of it. Never can get any of that back. You're right. I think it, to me, unless there's a criminal thing that happens, right? To me, it's a done deal. I e- agree. Even if he settles, even if he lost the civil case, if I were the NFL, I don't think he should be suspended anymore. <laughs> However, it doesn't change the fact that on some level, this is going to be at least a small distraction for him. I would think, as long as these civil cases are over his head, yes, it's not completely over. I, I just, you know, the one thing I just don't like, I just. It, it, it burns it, it burns me because, you know, I, I take a look at this, man. So, you know, hey, I just now started getting into to the media, right? There's a level of notoriety because of the way the show works and you've worked all your life to get here. You slept on couches. You, you did, you know, you, you, you didn't have money to put in your car when you went to work and, and you did it the right way. You, you never had no problems. And all of a sudden, somebody comes knocking at your door saying, hey, I think I remember you saying something that was really offensive. Or I think I remember 15 years ago, you did something that... Happens that, all the time, Chief. And, and I'm like, and, 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 and so now, because somebody says one thing, I now have the burden of proof to prove that I didn't do that. And you've been knowing me for how many years, and I ain't never been arrested, ain't never had no problems, ain't got no priors, ain't got no convictions, nothing. But we, when you turn on Twitter, already always knew that guy was a pedophile. Always, always, always knew that guy was a troublemaker. It looks like he just puts his hands on women. I just don't like in our country today where it went too far. When you say this comment, believe all women, that is BS. I'll stand on that. Just because there was times where some people, yeah, they weren't believed in certain cases. But in other cases, we are all humans. We are all infallible. We all go through things and we all, people have ulterior motives. 
I don't know no, uh, one person, one woman who is 100% without any sin. And I don't know any guys either. But I think it's, it's crazy the fact that you can have one allegation or somebody can say something about you and then retract the statement, case goes away, but your life's ruined. Yeah, I think well, in that's Watson's case, case it wasn't one. Yeah. There were, because there were I'm, so many cases, yeah. I think for me, one is, is an issue. Two is a problem. Three is a trend. 27, whatever yeah. it was. That was, to me, it was like, this is really damning. So this I, is a lot of women. Now, I didn't like the fact that there was an attorney out there soliciting women. Hey, do you saying, know hey, did he ever touch you? Uh, like, that to me felt I, a little shady. I go back if to. If you were aggrieved, make yeah. a complaint at the time. I go back to the Duke lacrosse case all the time. I go back to it because it's the most pertinent thing we have. They used the narrative. The narrative was there was a young black girl who was savagely taken advantage of by well-to-do, rich young men who have privilege. That's right. And they used that narrative and they hammered them dudes, right? And then when it was all done and said what, and it was no, no nothing happened, and it came out that it was, fa- it was factually incorrect, Everybody in the media just turned around and said, oh, let's look for another well, story. That, listen, that's fair, G. And there's obviously... Are she's right. I was that's, in that machine. Obviously, that's fair. And they did not want to cover... Obviously, that situation was a disaster. The second half of that story. It's unfortunate. I'm sure there are thousands upon thousands of women that have been taken advantage You're of, right. that have been touched, that have been abused, where nothing came of it, and it really happened. Sure. So we can go through the laundry list. Is Deshaun Watson being treated fairly or not? I have no idea. We don't, Bull, I don't know. Does it matter to you? Because yeah. I, I think in your example, you were like one one accuser. Yes. Does it matter to you the number of accusers? It does. I mean, we've talked about this before. I, I, I don't know what Deshaun Watson did. My best guess is the truth lies somewhere in between. I agree. Yeah. Right? Uh, what that means exactly, you, you figure out. I know what I mean, but I'm not going to go down that road. It's before too we wrap this up, I want to yeah. I want to try to get a little clarity on this, and I should have looked this up yeah. before the show. I believe one of the two civil litigants that is, it's still pending was the woman that actually spoke to HBO Real Sports. I think that's I true. am 97 and a half percent sure that is yeah. accurate. Yeah. Now, for me, I, I just remember going back in time and, and yeah. what the takeaway was from her interview. Most people found her largely to be credible. And she seemed emotional. She seemed to have distress. The the thing that I would be most fearful of if I'm Deshaun Watson, and this goes to a jury, if she was able to already tell her story as compellingly as she did and emotionally as she did to the TV cameras, she's ready for, for a repeat in a, in a court. Right. Uh, I would not want a, a jury to see this woman tell her story because if she's lying, she's doing it very, very well. Right. And because yeah. of that and the low bar to accuse yeah. or to, to, for a guilty verdict, um, that could be a nightmare for Deshaun Watson. Yeah. So I, I'm with you. I think a check gets written. I Hopefully. think all of this goes away. I think the checks that he'll have to write, it's estimated that he's already spent in the millions to make yeah. the f- previous cases go away. I think that will be a small number compared to the number that he'll have to write to make these two go away. Right. It will cost him dearly, probably financially. But look, he has enough money. It's never. It's not going to break him for sure. And at this point, the last thing he wants to worry about is another training camp where he's got microphones from ABC News in his face yeah. and news outlets covering this story. That's he true. doesn't want to go down that road again. 
All right, guys, we are going to move on. If you want to go to a Guardians game this season, go to Indianapolis and see Donovan Mitchell play in the All-Star game this weekend. There's no better place to get tickets for the best price available than game time. They have killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee with game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. I actually use game time to get tickets for the Bulls game on Wednesday, and the best part is you can see exactly what you'll see during the game on the app, so there's no guessing, hey, is this view going to be obstructed, what angle, it gives you all that information ahead of time. And the best part, if you download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKEDON, you get $20 off your first purchase. Once again, just create an account, use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today, last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Earlier in the week, we talked about a quarterback ranking list from the 33rd team. And we focused on the overall big picture of it, not the specific rankings. Today, we're focusing on the specific rankings of a list from the 33rd team and the specific writer, Dan Pizzuta. These are the 10 Is it best. The same writer? No, different writer. This All is right, from Dan Pizzuta. because that writer Pizzuta. who made the quarterback, starting quarterback list was about as bad as it gets. That was something classe, class, yeah. K-L-A-S-A. Right. This is Dan Pizzuta. This is the 10 best quarterback set to hit free agency this offseason. And Joe Flacco, our guy. A recurring guest on UCSS came in at number nine on the list behind some other guys like Tyler Huntley, Terod Taylor, Kirk Cousins, and Baker Mayfield, one, two on this list. Guys, what do you make about Joe Flacco being ranked at nine behind some of the guys ahead of him on this particular list from the 33rd team? I'd have him a little higher personally. Um, but, I, you know, Joe's old. That's why he's ninth. And, That's what and ultimately, yeah, I mean, I might have him ahead of, like, Terod Taylor or, um, I mean, Ryan Tannehill's kind of old at this point, too. I don't he's think he's 35, old maybe? How old is Tannehill? Yeah. I Tannehill's guess, pretty old. Yeah, he's I definitely guess not 35. as young as he he's not But, uh, you know, Mike asked me about Tyler Huntley yesterday, and I said, 35. Tyler Huntley, he's never really gotten much of a chance. No, he hasn't. And when he played for the Ravens, he wasn't bad. <laughs> he's got a Pro Bowl nod, which so still there's, laugh about. So, there's some, at least with Tyler Huntley, there might be some unknown upside. Yeah. There's nothing like with Flacco and Tannehill and and uh, Tyrod Taylor. Like we know what those guys are at that point. At this point. And look, I think if it was if you just put the skill sets on the list yeah. and you had no names attached to them or ages, yeah, Joe Flacco would be in the top three or four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when a team is getting ready to go into the free agent market to sign a contract, right, or a quarterback. They're looking for a fix. They're not looking for a bridge. Right. They want they want uh, Baker Mayfield for that they can sign for four years and know that he's still going to be thirty. They they want a younger quarterback that's going to get them through the next right. quarterback cycle, which is five to seven years. Yeah. Now Kirk Cousins is older, but he's, he's still older a starter too. though. Yeah, I mean right. he's a starter. And he's before he got hurt last year, he was playing at a Pro Bowl level. Agreed. I mean, Kirk Cousins has been one of. How the, old is Kirk? Thirty three. I don't know, Mike. Kirk Cousins is. It might even be older than that. 35 years old, same yeah. age as Tannehill. Yeah. But I, I think he's, he's probably got three, four point. good years left. I think that's the tipping point, unless you're Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, well. You know, Aaron Rodgers got a multi-year we'll see. deal I mean, the Cousins, Jets. the last few years until he got hurt, has been phenomenal. In yes. the regular season, at least. been very good. <laughs> and Baker's been like this. We don't know yeah, what the hell right. we're going to get from Baker. The yeah. thing with I, – I don't expect that he's going – unless it's with, like, a Carolina who says, we've got Bryce Young – he needs more time in the oven. He needs to learn how to be a pro. Joe, come in. Give us a year, maybe two. You, maybe you sign him to a two-year deal. 
that's, you know, you can end it after one. Yeah. Not a lot of money, not a big cap hit. Teach Bryce how to be a quarterback. And if you get yeah. us to the playoffs like you did Cleveland, it's a bonus. Yeah. I, but maybe, that's all he's going to get. I think at this point, I don't think anybody's signing Joe to be a starter. No. I, it's possible, like you say, if it's a team, I would think more of a team that's going to draft a rookie this year. It could be, a, yeah. Hey, Joe, we may start you the first couple of weeks till we feel like he's ready. Sure. But I, I don't think anybody's committing to Joe Flacco as their starter for the whole season. Kirk Cousins and Baker are the only guys that are, you know, going to be starters next year. Uh, I guess Gardner Minshew could. I'd put him third. I think he was I, third. No? Yeah. I'd put Gardner Minshew ahead of... I was <clears> surprised <throat> how low he was. I was yeah. also surprised that Jameis Winston was seven. Hold on. Like, when was our how last Jameis, Jameis Winston sighting? He's Jameis probably Winston. 31 or two, but when was our last Jameis Winston sighting? He played a little... 30. Uh, in 22. He played because they... He was okay. He, between him and Taysom Hill, they split some time. Yeah. I um, thought he threw a lot of uh, interceptions. Oh, he always Not, throws picks. He... he Every year before that, he did. But in 22, I don't think. What were his numbers in 22, Mike? If you James can bring that Winston up, I thought James cut down the interceptions. That Wouldn't year. it be something if he had a career rebirth? I, I listen. He's young enough. It's possible. Well, uh, I mean, it's, in it, 22, he played three games. Oh. In 2021, he threw 14 touchdowns, three interceptions. Okay, so in 21, not 22. It, it, but that's three years ago. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, G, what do you think about Joe Flacco being ranked at number nine? Um, if, if you put that list back up here, um, I think he needs to be, to me, on talent. If I if I had to pick, I would have him at um, at either three or four. Um, I, wow. I like him better than Tannehill, Huntley. Um, Gardner Minshew, I think, would be a tie for me. I like Jameis Winston, but Jameis Winston has a narrative that he gets people fired. And he does what he wants, like the whole, you know, <laughs> Look running, who's 10 running on, on that goal list, line. by the way. There was a lot of talk about that guy. He's 10 on the list. And Josh Dobbs is 10, but Flacco's way better than what, Dobbs. What does it say that – can we see that list again one more time? I'm sorry. Sorry, Ant. What does it say that one, two, three, four, five of those guys have played with the Browns? Yeah. Right. This says we've been That's looking true. at. Uh, we've been <laughs> well, looking it it says the Browns do a great job developing quarterbacks. It's half the best ten free agents. <laughs> I don't know that we develop quarterbacks. I think uh, here's what I'll say to it. It shows how little the Browns have valued that position. I talked to an NFL executive last week. It, what was the Super Bowl? Was it Super Bowl last Sunday. This past Sunday. Okay, no, it was yeah. this week. And my question to him was, what major changes are we going to see in terms of trends in the NFL? Mm-hmm. And it was something that I'd been touching on since going back to the middle of last season when I said, guys, we're going to see the value of backup quarterbacks go up. Because we've never seen more backup quarterbacks than this year. And what he said was, and I, I took it back to Cleveland, what he said was, well, I can tell you a position that will certainly be and will have added value is the backup quarterback spot. And I said, how did we get to the spot where we devalued them to the point that we did? And he laughed and he said, I've had that conversation with executives from other teams. We're all collectively guilty of it. What we did was we, because you have to value the quarterback, the starting quarterback so much that we inappropriately and wrongly devalued the backup quarterback. And Jason touched on this when we had a discussion on it earlier in the year, when Jason said, you can only allocate so many dollars to each position group. Mm -hmm. And because the starting quarterback eats up so much of the cash, it leaves very little for a backup. He was right, but what this executive told me, and he said he's talked to others that agree, we got it wrong. We needed exactly what I had been saying, an insurance policy that if our big gun gets hurt, 
we don't have to rely on a middling to come in yep. and save our season. But the reality, though, is, and, and maybe it is going to change. Maybe you're right, and maybe he's right. Um, we'll find out with the right. dollars. But very few backup quarterbacks. The teams that made the playoff predominantly had quarterbacks that played every game. Did Patrick ever the, miss a play this year? No, no, I don't no. think he was ever. I, I think the Browns and one other team that lost early uh, were the only teams that the well, starting quarterback well, missed so, two games. So that means the Browns should theoretically understand how much a backup takes play. Put them, put them people up there. See, because Operation Stockpile has, has a lot to do with these people. The Cleveland Browns, one of these 10 should be the backup quarterback this year. Pick one. Well, again, the top two are going to be starters. Okay, well, so. Well, now, wait. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting because I was going to ask this question, but you kind yeah. of just answered it. That means that DTR is not the answer. No. Okay, wow. Okay, I, I, I don't know that I've quite got to that point well, yet. Well, here's what I, I, all I know is at the, at the track and the point where we are as an organization, if this was three, two years ago and we just learned about Watson and his loving games, sure DTR could be the backup, but we're not at that point. We got, we got Watson after the loving games, after the shoulder injury, and after we saw what Flacco did to help us get to the okay, playoffs. So based on his performance last uh, year, yeah. well, you we can, can't mess around and find out again. But, we can't but mess around. ultimately, ultimately, I think what we also learned is that if, if your top, if a, if a top quarterback goes down, you can only go so far with a backup quarterback, no matter who he is. Yeah. But you can go to the playoffs. Ev everything's on the line with the Browns this year. Everything. If if it falls apart for Watson, then the following year, Miles Garrett's gone, Chubb's gone, Cooper's gone. You're starting over. So that is the so, reason. So you got to be all in on this. This year. is the reason yeah, you have to stockpile. You got to have a stockpile. Yeah. You so you got to have a veteran quarterback like a Jameis Winston that can come in and can still give you the throws you need. You need another veteran running back. That I don't got to coach up and say hit the hole for three, four yards because Chubb is hurt. And I need another receiver besides Amari Cooper who's getting old. They got it. They don't have time to be sitting around talking about philosophy and whether or not we can allocate. They have to. Yeah. It's just well, what look it at is. the list and you know what which guy you'd want based on is based on what you're looking for a starter or a backup. Yeah. But, but bring up the list one more time. So forget Cousins because Baker and Baker Baker is going to go back to the Bucks probably. Cousins, even if he doesn't go back to Minnesota, is starting somewhere. The other eight guys are most likely backups on this list. I'll take. So I ask you, who would be your first choice of the other eight guys? I'll Joe take Flacco. I'll take Flacco, Brissett. I'll also take Gardner Minshew. I'm not really into Ryan you know, Tannehill. I, Minshew's interesting because he is of the Watson mold. He kind of does have a. It's gonna sound crazy, but similar skill set based on based on the archetype of the quarterback. You're He's right. More I mean, mobile look, than he gets credit for. He he. He killed the Browns with RPO. Yeah. yeah, and was one game away from going to the playoffs. Last last right. game of the year, lost to the Texans. They was in the playoff hunt. Joe Flacco was in the playoff hunt. Jameis Winston uh, is a former number one overall pick. He can throw the football. And Jacoby Brissett, I wouldn't let Jacoby walk after the first year. I, I would yeah, take. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, this I'm may be a little surprising, but I would take Tyler Huntley of all those because. Oh wow. I think he's the only guy of the entire group who has, and I'm not saying it's likely, but I think there's a chance he has starter upside. But I know that the floor of him is competent backup quarterback because we've seen it with Baltimore. Yeah. You know, like... Uh, in a similar style offense to what Deshaun will That's run. right. That's right. Yeah. And he's a mobile quarterback, so... I'm good with I, I'm good with Huntley or Flacco. 
I know Flacco's I'd be good with Huntley. I'd be good with Flacco. System. I'd be good with Brissett. I'd be good with Jameis. I'd be good with Minshew. Minshew. Yeah, I, like see, I think Minshew is going to be a guy that a team targets as a starter, and he's gonna, that's going to put him out of our price range. I mean, I think he's going to be in, in demand. He played very well this he year. He did. He could be a starter. I think he's more likely to be a starter again on a team that drafts a kid and Maybe we'll start Minshew for six weeks. Eight I, mean, weeks. I mean, as yeah. we look down the list, I mean, who really needs a starting quarterback? The Bears will make a decision. Maybe What's the Washington Falcons, do? Washington will need to make a de- decision. Well, Washington's got the second pick in the draft, right? I think. I, I believe so. I, I think they do. So, Washington's got the second pick of the draft, Mike, right? They do, and we have a very special oh, guest we'll who is uh, ready to join us here. So, let me do a quick read. We'll bring him in. Yeah. He only got a limited amount of time with our – Live guest from Arizona, and that'll be Will Brennan. But Will Brennan's brought to us today by FanDuel. You can get buckets on your first bet with FanDuel America's number one sportsbook because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's 150 bucks if your bet wins. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and much, much more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS and shoot your shot. FanDuel, an official partner of the NBA, an official partner of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. And if you want to have some money in your pocket come October, you should bet on the over alternate home run total for Will Brennan this year. I'm going 44.5 on the over for my guy, Will Brennan, who joins us again. 44.5. 44.5. That's a lock. <laughs> That's a lock. What's up, Will? No pressure, Will. Put you need to hit 45 home runs this year. Can't hear well. Uh oh, your mic on, is muted. No, and turn his mic on. We're getting audio levels. You got to turn it back Jeez. up. Jeez. Hold on. Hold on, Will. That's people. on us. We were messing with the audio board this morning. Wow. Can we hear Will now? Yeah, we should be able to hear Will, Will now. 44 and a half, Will. What's up, boys? What's happening? What's up, man? How you doing? What up? Will, do you know? Doing great. Do you know the last Indians slash Guardians outfielder to hit 20 home runs? Do you know who it is? Is it Grady Sizemore? Not that long ago. He just retired about a month ago. Oh, Michael Brantley. All right. Mike, yeah. Michael Brantley. It goes back a minute. It's like eight years ago, maybe more. Probably uh, way more. Yeah, I think it was like yeah, 10 years. It was eight or 10 years. Yeah. It's changing yeah. this year. And, you know, we'll Michael wasn't really a power hitter, but he was a, no. go- it was a great hitter, and the power developed. You guys got, a, you know, outside of Miles, you guys got a lot of young outfielders. And you, you hit her. You know, there's a lot of guys who can hit. We got contact guys in this team. And you hope that as you grow, you get a little bigger, whatever it is. You swing, whatever, that, that the power grows. It, it, as, do you think about that? Like, do you feel pressure to hit home runs? Because let's face it, the Guardians didn't hit a lot of home runs last year. There is a little bit of pressure, but not as much as you would think. Like, we okay. all have a year under our belt. I think a lot of people forget that we had – 16 rookies in 2022 and then sure we had just as many last year and i think all that comes with that is experience and with experience comes game planning and how you're going to attack pitchers and that can lead to more home runs more slug and i think that's what's going to happen this year well i know it's very early in the new regime uh, is do you see a philosophical difference in the approach to hitting is power being more emphasized? And if there are differences, what are they from last year to this? Again, I think we're going to stick to our strengths of what our team has been in the last few years, which is base running and and getting on base. Um, But obviously they're going to try and bring in some people that, uh, you know, 
can produce the power numbers. And again, the guys that have been in the lineup in the last few years, it's kind of on us again to, to be there to support, um, you know, Nails, Hosey, and Hemi. Like, we have to be there for those guys. I, I'm not seeing a, a huge philosophical difference, but it's definitely being talked about way more in the game planning side of things. You know, you know, Will, you know, nowadays they talk about all the time, um, you know, b building velocity. And now you see pictures maybe in the minor leagues who are going up two, three miles an hour on, on their pitches. Um, is there a philosophy or is there a thing um, where guys can develop power or do you think you're just born with it um, and you either have power or you don't? So hitters have always been behind the eight ball. Uh, pitchers have all this technology that they can utilize. They have different training facilities that have paid tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in investment of trying to get guys to be able to throw harder. And it shows because guys come down here in February and they're throwing 98, they're throwing absolute doors. Um, but there's just not that type of place for hitters. And it's kind of on you. It's kind of on your, on your organization. I mean, there's a couple places out there that are trying to preach more power, but again, it's, it's all about being on the barrel and all about being able to catch a ball out front and taking your chances. And so the more that you can anticipate and do that, the more it'll lead to home runs. Well, obviously experience has a lot to do with it too. I mean, you made, you made a great point about you guys being so young in 22 and you probably arrived a little ahead of schedule. And I think for some fans, it was a little disappointing that there was a setback last year. I think it really drives home the point just how great and how uncommon what you guys did in 2022 really was last year before the season started we talked to you about we said what are you working on in the offseason i remember you told us you were working on catching up to the higher fastball and i watched you a mm -hmm. lot last year and i specifically noticed that there was improvement in that area that was a pitch that you were able to better handle last year than the year before what what weakness in your game did you notice and work on this offseason and are continuing to work on that you hope to show improvement in this year? I, to be honest with you, Jay, I mean, that, that high fastball is not going anywhere. Um, and again, it's a lot, it's a weakness for a lot of guys. And I think, again, this offseason, I continued to, to hound that. It's, it's simply sticking to my approach. And if I have to take that pitch, like, not everyone's going to catch up to 100 mile an hour Derek Cole fastball at the top of the zone. It's just not. It's not a thing. Like you might see it as a highlight on Sports Center, but that's one in every probably hundred pitches from that guy. So, uh, being able to hone in an approach that you know allows you to be successful in better zones, and again, that comes with at bats, that comes with experience. And the big league level is different than the minor league level. Like all of us had amazing success at the minor league level. It's all about that adjustment period, like we just talked about, of getting at bats and getting experience, which we have now. So. Will, uh, what was going through your mind when Jose Ramirez knocked Tim Anderson the bleep out last year? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I don't know. I, my first instinct is hopping over that fence and trying to go help out. I think yeah. the first person I saw over there was Nails, which is, you know, right up Nailer's alley, just yeah. to be right there. Um, <laughs> I don't know. The first person I ran into was Yasmani Grandal. So at that point, I was out of it. Uh, I'm not going to mention Smart man, Will. Yeah. Chiseled individual, and yeah. he's a uh, salty vet. So I didn't want to go that route. But 
um, I don't know. TA was kind of egging that on, and sometimes it just that's karma for you. So, Mess around and find yeah, out, right? right? By the way, right. I, I know this. I know that this is not something the Guardians are going to do. But I'm curious. Tim Anderson is a free agent right now. I actually saw a story this morning that he may be close to a deal with the Marlins, possibly. I didn't get a chance to read the whole story. But in theory, if the I, if the Guardians did sign Tim Anderson, is that would that be possible? Like, could that be overcome, or is he no way? I, I don't think there's a, a shot in, in hell that he would sign here. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think so. I didn't think so. Speaking of fighting, st- speaking of fighting, we had Stephen Kwan on earlier in the week, and I said to him, "You're in a bar. You're getting into a fight." Who's the one teammate you got to have with you? And for him, the answer was obvious. I want to see if you have the same answer. I mean, Jose has like stone hands. Like that is something that you, that's not, that's not seen around the world. Um, He has like UFC fighter type hands, but uh, I'm going to go with Josh Naylor. That's, that's what he said. Yeah. That's what he he said. He kind of like takes care of the guys. If you, Steven was like, that Josh is kind of a teddy bear. He's a nice Canadian guy. But if you wrong one of his guys, you disrespectful to one of his guys, uh, he's going to let you know. Is that is that a fair uh, description? It's a fair assessment. Best yeah. teammate in the world. A uh, guy that'll do anything for you. And if we got into a bar fight, he's going to be the first one to throw a punch. <laughs> I like it. Hey, Will, um, what's your early impressions of, of the new manager, Stephen Vogt? And, uh, you know, I... It's really not fair to, to, to Steven. I'm sure he knew this when he took the job. There's going to be a million comparisons to a guy that you just can't compare to. Tito is one of a kind, and he's, he's really not replaceable. He's got to come in and be his own man. But what has that transition been like so far for you? It's, it's been fantastic. He has uh, a way about him of teaching the game, and obviously he's fresh out of playing, which is I don't know. That's obviously the wave of, of managers now that are coming into the game. Um, but he's worn worn several hats uh, in his career. He's been an all-star. He's been the last person on a 26-man roster. He's been optioned. Um, you know, he's been released. He's, he's done everything. And I think just having that type of person with that kind of perspective is, is only going to lead to success for our club and our clubhouse. It's, it's, it's exciting. Will, this training, um, this uh, spring training, um, what are you looking specifically to add to your game and to, um, you know, get your game better going into the season? Made several adjustments in the offseason, working down in Texas. And, again, it's just going to be getting out there and playing and, again, showcasing the adjustments that I made. Obviously, we're going to talk about the power numbers, and that's obviously going to have to happen. if I want to stick around, it's just the, the way that the game's evolving. So we're going to stick to a really good approach, have a really good plan every day, and whatever happens, happens from there. But uh, you can't really focus on the results at this point. We're just going to be process-oriented, and whatever happens, happens. I like that. Well, what, anything you want to talk about or touch on specifically, things that you worked on? Yeah, so last year my hands kept hiking up higher and higher. It seemed like I was Craig Council by the end of the year. Uh, <laughs> something, that, something that got away from me. But, you know, baseball is a funny thing where you're, you know, you do something every single day, and if you don't change it, 
you know, bad habits are created. And that's what happened in between the years of, I guess, just last year. Um, so the fact that I was able to even hang around in Cleveland last year was a blessing. But uh, definitely, I lowered my hands and honed in an approach that I think is going to be successful at the big league level. I asked you about your reaction when you saw the Jose Ramirez punch. Let me ask you, what was your reaction when you heard about Shohei Otani's new contract? Oof. That's good for the licensing checks right there. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I mean, unbelievable, but he, I mean, he deserves every bit of it. It's crazy. Um, it's amazing. There hasn't been a player like that in our lifetime. I don't think there will be. I know there's a kid at Florida who's, he's a lefty, throws 100 and hits bombs, but Shohei's doing it at the highest level possible. So uh, until that next person comes along, he deserves every bit of it. And it's going to be exciting to play the Dodgers. They've, They've created kind of a Miami Heat all-star team down there from 2012. So it's it'll be fun. Well, I got one quick one for you. Are you surprised more players don't at least try the Shohei route of pitching and hitting? Because you look at college. Teams haven't let them, Mike. What do you say? Teams haven't let players do well, it. But I'm saying in college. They might be more prone to yeah, there now, are a lot, now, yeah, yeah, there are a lot of guys in college who are the team's ace and also their three-hitter on days they're not pitching. Yeah. Do you think maybe with the success Shohei's had and Jack Caglione's the guy at Florida you mentioned, uh, there's a guy at a UConn who go. was drafted by the Giants who was a pitcher hitter. I'm not sure he's gotten the chance at the major league level, but are you surprised there aren't more cases like Shohei just based on how dominant some guys are at both facets of the game through some pretty high ranks like college and maybe it's something that happens more on the pro level now that Shohei's proving it can be done? Yeah, I, I think those guys are unicorns, like you said. You just mentioned like only four people out of – I mean, a few thousand players. So it's just yeah. super rare. And speaking from experience, I pitched in college and did the whole thing. And uh, it's really, really hard. It is really hard. And um, as someone who prided themselves in trying to win and be there for my team, like it is tough on the body at the end of the day. And I'm, I'm blessed to just be thrown 300 feet away in the grass. So um, it's, I don't know. Maybe we'll see it, just the way that the game's evolving. But for right now, stick with Shohei and enjoy that. I, I know you have to leave. Uh, we're going to continue talking Guardians when you're gone. And the question that's next up on our schedule here oh boy. is a really tough one. And I, I don't know if you struggled with this bull or not, but it gave me sort of encouragement for how good this pitching staff is. We're going to talk next about which pitcher on the staff has the best chance to win a Cy Young. Bieber, Bybee, McKenzie, Williams, Allen, Classe. I mean, that's really, I think all those guys have to be in some sort of conversation because they've all had a great deal of success. What say you about which one of these guys has the best chance to win a Cy Young? I mean, Shane looks really, really good. He He's getting back into the shape that he wants to be. Obviously, he already has a Cy Young, so let's let him have that. I'm going to roll with my three rookies from last year, my three guys that I, I came up with in the minor leagues. All three of them have a really good shot. Um, all, all it takes is staying healthy, and the sky's the limit for all three of those guys. Yeah. Um, I'm going with Gavin. I'm going, to go with, I'm going to go with my lefty. I'm going to go with Logan Allen. That's nice. All right. all right. Very good. Yeah. yeah if yeah. they have – I mean, obviously they had success last year in certain levels. Um, if they have that big jump from year one yeah, to yeah, year yeah. two – this team can stick around in a division that is, is certainly winnable. One last thing before we go, you just slipped in there a little bit that you were a pitcher in college. What was the scouting report 
on you as a pitcher. What did you have? How, how hard did you throw? What was your best pitch? Did you strike out anybody famous? <laughs> I got. I have a Kyler Murray strikeout, which is nice. not really uh, saying much considering he's a, in the NFL. Say, um, still, it's kind of cool. He's top 10 pick. <laughs> yeah, he was a high pick. A little name drop. It's all right. Yeah, that's um, good. You know, I – through fastball, change up curveball. I think my curveball was probably my best pitch. Um, I was like low 90s. And then nice. I I didn't have success. So they threw me in the closer role my junior year. But so I uh, started out you, as a starter. Are you then I, – I know this is bad because it, when it happens, it usually means you're on the wrong end of a blowout. I was going to ask the same question. But <laughs> you have to be politicking, I would think, with vote to let me pitch if it gets into that situation, right? I mean, who – Who's going to be any better? Usually those guys come in and throw lollipops at like 70 miles an hour. I'm, I'm scratching at the bit to do it. Uh, I'm going to have to fight Miles Straw because he's he's a huge – he wants to do it, and uh, he can do it. He's not know. throwing 90, I watched him. No, but they, they don't want you to get hurt. And yeah. so <laughs> just watching David Fry be the sacrificial lamb yeah. last year against the Twins. Like, I want to see Josh Naylor on the mound. I mean, that would be that oh, would be kind of funny. Naylor on the mound at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> yeah, that would that would be good. That would be oh my gosh, unbelievable! Yeah. I bet he, he would try and throw as hard as he could, and yeah. I don't know what happened. Yeah. And one might just get away. You never know. <laughs> hey, Will, exactly. uh, it's it's always a pleasure to have Thanks, you on the Will. show. We wish you nothing but great success in the coming season. We have high hopes for you and high expectations, as I know you do. And we'll see you down there next week in uh, in Goodyear. Hopefully, we'll have some sunshine and warm weather. Awesome, guys. Appreciate y'all. Thanks, Will. All right. Take care, Thanks, Will. Will. Yeah. Awesome. Will Brennan, hey, he'd Thanks, be Will. my guy. Bring him in. Bring it. Put him on the mound in a blowout. I, yeah. I'd love to see that. Well, Could you sneak Will Brennan into your 55 and older league as a ringer pitcher <laughs> for yeah, next all, year's Greater all, Cleveland Championship? Sorry, 50 and older league. You know what? I'm so bummed I didn't bring my – I got my World Series championship ring. Well, you got the trophy behind you. I know. I did sneak that in here, but I for, I wanted to bring the World Series yeah. championship. I, I don't think Will Brennan's off. passing for 50. No, there's not a <laughs> chance he could come in there. And for starters, I'd say the hardest thrower in our league is probably in the mid-80s. So if he came in and threw 90, our guy, every, everybody in the dugouts would be screaming burst certificate. Yeah. I mean, so Will, he's Will Brennan is more likely to be carded in a bar than pass for 50. Yeah. That's a fact. <laughs> yeah, that's he, a fact. He could pass for a high school kid. Though. Yeah, he could. I'd love to. See, I would love to see him have that jump from you know his first really full year to you know where I, he. I think he's a guy that could hit 15, 20 home runs. Pulled. He's got the best chance of half. their outfielders. I yeah. think by, to make a jump. By, by the way, I'm 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 in training for the uh, WKYC softball game this year. Oh, you're taking it seriously this year. Yes. Jay wow. definitely will well, not take play. it seriously. I didn't play last yeah. year. What, why would I take a, a competitive sporting event seriously? <laughs> I think I told the story, but as we were walking in, Jay had hit a home run in his game the day before. I did. And Jay's like, I already got my home run, not taking this I seriously. I said, I don't even care what happens today. And your wife goes, you're lying to yourself. Yeah. Well, Jay, by the second you. inning, I was cussing. Jay, Jay was very mad. Jay, Jay was very, The whole very game, mad. Jay and I were complaining about the teams. The we were. With the whole like, this game. is not fair. We got on the bad team. What's we happening? got handcuffed so badly. <laughs> Immediately. I mean, it wasn't quite here, fair. Here's the good news. Next year, there'll be new teams. And if you want tickets to the WKYC Celebrity Softball game, <laughs> hey, there you go. You can get $20 off your tickets if you use Game Time app. I promise you, there is not a better <laughs> app in the world that will give you up-to-date live minute view from the seat seats 
like you can find on game time for the WKYC Celebrity Softball game or any Guardians game this year, any Cavs games, any Browns game next year. Just download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. That is promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Jay, you mentioned the topic. Wait, wait real quickly, yeah. uh, yep. while you're talking tickets and Guardians, today is 216. It is. February 16th. It's 216 day. All individual game tickets go on sale today. They're on sale right now. Nice. Uh, ticket sales opened at 10 o'clock. So you can try to, you know, get your opening day seats. Uh, hopefully that sells they just out because announced, it's the eclipse. Yeah. Did it sell out? It, well, I don't know if it sold out, but they just announced yesterday it's going to be a 5 o'clock game. Yes. Normally they play start. 4 o'clock, but because the eclipse, they're moving it to 5. Correct. I was reading this article yesterday that apparently Cleveland is going to be bonkers that day. We're yes. in the line 100, of totality. 100%. Yes. It's we the are, like, if, if, when you look at the track, uh, we're right exactly in Cleveland the middle of Cleveland is the biggest city in a hundred percent eclipse ratio, yeah. right? Apparently, and like the best places are downtown and then Avon. I read, I read, yeah, for whatever reason. And it's going to be, we're going to have so many people They're here. They're expected it's gonna be to insane. have five hundred, f- between three and five hundred thousand visitors. <laughs> so that goes along with yeah. uh, obviously. Uh, uh, now, isn't that final four weekend? Wait, is, Jay, this. is that, that final four weekend too? I believe the final four is the weekend before, but I could be wrong. I'll, I'll double check. But that isn't one. it on Monday? Final Four championship game is on. But the weekend, yeah, the, the game's on a. Su- it's Saturday and Monday, I think. For and the then women's the No, that's the guys. Oh, the it is? The women's is Friday, Sunday, or Sunday, It might be Sunday, Friday, Tuesday. Sunday. And it when's the Friday, opening Sunday. day game? Is Monday, right? It is. So, so yeah. it is a very busy stretch. But so the crazy thing is um, they're expected to have, as I said, between 300 and 500,000 visitors. Yeah. But here's the bad part. If it's cloudy, right? I've talked to (laughs) Betsy at length about this. She's like, look, there's no way to predict it. But what we've done is we've gone back and we've looked at April 8th. She goes, it's usually cloudy. I I mean, mean, it's Cleveland. It's 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 cloudy a lot in Cleveland. It's cloudy a lot. (laughs) So not only could it be cloudy, but the final four, the women's final four is Friday, Sunday, the 5th and 7th. Opening day is the 8th. Wow. Yeah, so that, weekend is, that, that weekend is going to be bonkers. It is going to be absolutely nuts. Yeah, it's going to be a great time. And... Um, we're doing sh- a lot of special programming uh, on Channel 3 because we are carrying opening day uh, Guardians game, as we do every year. We're their partner, their broadcast partner in town. Um, so we're, ha- we're going to have live programming really throughout the day. We're going to be at various locations all through Cleveland yeah. reporting on the Eclipse. Betsy, uh, five or six years ago when this happened, traveled to St. Louis or in somewhere in Missouri where it was in the path of, of totality. Yeah. And the way she explains it is it's so weird because in it's the middle of the day, but as soon as the eclipse gets to be close to total, the birds stop chirping. The insects start going. It's it basically they, they're tricked and they think that, that weird. it's nighttime yeah. and that it's coming. It's and crazy. It, it gets not completely dark, but it gets like late dusk. Yeah. And then obviously it reverses and then it's sunlight again. So in the period of, you know, a half hour or so. Yeah. You it's see pretty cool. Literally a sunset and a sunrise. That's cool. Hopefully I was we'll in, get a nice sunny day. I hope so. I was in Tennessee when the one happened in 2016, which yeah. was 97% in the oh, eclipse. Nice. And it mm. was dark, but this is 100%, and I am fascinated to see how a city with – it'll have a million people that come in, I think. And I, I think 500,000 is a low estimate, to be totally yeah, honest. Yeah, I, I hope it I'll, is. I'll, I'll but with the Final Four, there will be a lot of those people. That, that, that's what I'm saying, exactly. So it, it'll – The cool – this is what I love about it. Major League Baseball was dialed into this. They knew – that Cleveland was in the totality. They gave them the Indians, Guardians home opener on that day. They've moved the time. 
I think one of the images that's going to be seen all across the country when they show videos of everybody observing the eclipse, the image is going to be Stadium, 50 ball players on the field at Progressive Field, the White Sox and the Guardians, with the glasses on, looking up at the eclipse. Yeah, and they're that's opening the gates. The money picture. They're opening the gates at 2 o'clock. Yeah. So you can right, get in right. and you'll be able to watch it. The stadium, if you can get a ticket. Yeah. By the, Progressive Field will be the place to be. It's going to be, be great. Yeah, awesome. You know, you know, you know y'all ain't supposed to be looking at the Eclipse, right? No, you got to get the glasses. Yeah, glasses. 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 Yeah. You, you, you know everybody ain't got special glasses, Well, right? they're selling them already. <laughs> I, 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 Tracy, my wife, picked up like four or five yeah, I gotta uh, get pair. Some of those. And you'll see them everywhere in the weeks leading up to the eclipse. People in the hoods, like I, I got some Ray Bans. I'm gonna look up. To yeah, them. no, 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 no. Look, Don't do that. Like, look, it can do permanent damage to I, your rabbits. I'll be trying to tell cats. They be people thinking, in the hoods. Speaking in the hood. of <laughs> permanent damage, Jay, this Guardians pitching rotation could do permanent damage to opposing teams' lineups. You yes. asked the question to Will Brennan. Let's start with you, Bull, because you gave yeah. your answer a little while Brennan was talking. Of all the Guardians yeah. pitchers this season. Who has the best chance to win MVP this year? By the way, Cy Young. Cy Young sorry. By Cy the way, Young. wasn't Cy it interesting Young. that Will Brennan said, "Yeah, there's no chance Tim Anderson could play here." Yeah, I, I love that. I, I mean, I was a little surprised he admitted that. He was he was yeah. frank and yeah, honest, yeah, yeah. and I, I'm I, glad. I'm not, yeah. Now, uh, once they sign him tomorrow, now it, you're right. <laughs> it, if if I'm probably if you if you asked Vegas this answer, it would probably be Shane Bieber because he uh, undoubtedly he has played he is. The only one he's won one that is one of one one, right? But I wanted to go. I didn't like the way Bieber pitched last year, and I know Brennan saying, "Hey, he looks great." Whatever. I, 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 I think we may have seen the best of Shane Bieber already. Now, this doesn't mean he won't be good. I just, I, I just, I think he's reached his peak, and now he's a little below, and he'll still be good, but he's not going to be that. So I look at the other guys, and I say, "Well, who's the most talented?" Well, I, I think they're all very talented. They really are. Now, I think. In my opinion, Logan Allen is the least talented of the four guys. I may turn out to be wrong, so I took him out but because I think he's the least of the four guys. I took McKenzie out because I'm worried about the injury. Sure. Like, he never got surgery. We're going to be a little nervous about him all year. So then it came down to Bybee and Williams. Now, Bybee was better than Williams last year, but watching them pitch, I think they're both extremely talented. Uh, just the stuff. Yes, <laughs> fantastic. A-plus stuff. But I think Gavin Williams is a little better than T- Tanner Bybee. And yeah. in their careers, he'll ultimately be the better guy. He has more, slightly more dominant stuff than Bybee. So, do I think Gavin Williams is going to win Cy Young this year? No, I don't. But I think he has the combination of best stuff, opportunity. He's just a big kid. And yeah. and I so, I'm going to go. I don't think it's overly likely but I, if this kid puts it all together this year, I think he could pitch to a 270, 260 ERA. That's not crazy. We've seen it with young pitchers before. Hell, that's only not going to have to run off his ERA. Exactly. From a year he had ago. a great ERA. I mean, you know, the whip's got to be down if he wants to have a side. Yeah, that was a season. bit high. He's got to knock that down to about one, which is tough to do. But he's got big time strikeout stuff. Yeah. So I, I, I think you can make a credible case for almost all of them. But I'm gonna go with Gavin Williams. You know, this is you a know, really good one. You know the problem is, Bull. You 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 purist. You like <laughs> you, you purist. You like guys to throw hard. You like the six foot five could really bear down on hitters. And, and look how he sawed that guy off inside. And, and that's good. I, he, he, hey, listen, trust me. I wanted to see him here last year. Play uh, pitch very well. But if you want to look at performance, Tanner Bybee outpitched him by in uh, by a lot. 
Like, look at the record. Like, you know, look at the better strikeouts. Better ERA, better whip. Yep. I, I mean, more innings. He just doesn't have the the physical stature as Williams. So when you look at him, when you see him in person, you're like, this. When this, I saw him last year at spring training, I'm like, this is Tanner Bybee. This is him. He, and he I got know. more. He he looks more like Miles Straw or a junk ball pitcher than than a guy that that is striking out 141 guys. But I tell you what, his velocity was up last year. I didn't think he threw the ball that hard. But listen to me. Um, He's like, I I don't know who they're gonna throw uh, starting or opening day, but I, I imagine it would be Bieber just out of yeah. just out you of know, just he's respect. The he just uh, he's the experience. Uh, my veteran. prediction, I I say they go Bieber, McKenzie, Bybee, Williams, Allen. That's probably the order. That is the order. Yeah, probably. Yeah, no, I think that is the order. Now, I the only reason right. that might change is because because Al, well, I was going to say because Al. No, lefty, the lefty might yeah. weigh into it depending yeah. on who they're playing in the right. fourth game and the yeah. third game and the fifth game. If right. there's a a, a, a a lineup that's heavy lefties, yeah, then they might you know, do that. They might yeah. they might do that. If they if if the Guardians win, say they get sneaky and win you 84, 85 games. It's because they're pitching. Just they've stayed healthy all year, and the young dudes pitched. It's a shame because if they had one or two bats, that young pitching staff with the bats in this division with yeah. Kansas, they could they could make noise. But the, the, we all know it's yeah. not coming. Oh, they have the pitching to win. You're right. This pitching staff they don't have looks the hitting like a, to win. At one hundred percent, I mean, agree. Uh, at least proven. I this, mean, it could turn out to I, be, but I, I mean, it, I don't follow the National League like you do, so yeah. I, I could be over my skis with this statement. I think the Guardians have the best young pitching staff in baseball. Young being the big word there. Yeah. Off the when, top of my head, when I, you look I probably at, wouldn't disagree. Like, these these are three front-of-the-rotation young starters that I, if they – the key is going to be injuries. Mm-hmm. You know, last year with all of the injuries, right. you, you kind of felt like the season got sideways right, right away with the McKenzie injury. Then came the Bieber injury. Okay, you're down, you're one and two. There was a point in August where they had something like nine starts from the five guys that they broke spring training with last right. year. Yeah, <laughs> that, that that's maybe as bad as I've ever heard. Um, I'm going to go with Bieber because I go back to his last start of the year last year. We thought that was going to be it for him in a Guardians uniform. I right. figured that they would. I still haven't ruled out the idea that they could trade him before the season starts. I hope they don't. But I think that Shane Bieber is closer to the guy that we saw at the end of the year when he was fully healthy and completely recovered. I think he's motivated to have a big season. Obviously, no this doubt. is the last year of his, yeah. his, of his contract. Um, he's a bulldog, too. He is he a is. guy that is he's just a grinder. I think that he has the opportunity for a huge bounce back year. He would be my number one pick. My number two pick is going to be McKenzie, but with a huge caveat. Yeah. We don't know. I think he's the key to the whole rotation. I, if you yeah. get a good, his if, health. If you get yeah. a if you get a solid McKenzie and he's playing and he's not back on the DL like he's off again on again, that's that's tough. You know, it's funny that's we tough. talk about these young pitchers. McKenzie's still very young too. Tough. Was he twenty five? And, and what six? Maybe? Yeah, I mean, and what's funny is now he hasn't pitched in two years. I got all these young pitchers. Their number one pitching prospect is a guy named Daniel Espino, who's been hurt for two years, and I I don't know where he is right now. Like supposedly he's healthy. I don't know if he's didn't he have Tommy John last year? He I think he's had two Tommy Johns. Yeah, I don't know. He's a real question mark at this. But he before these injuries, he was was their best guy. Yeah, and now we don't know. But yeah, what we know about the Guardians is they have a great track record of developing young pitchers, drafting young pitchers. 
and getting them to the major leagues and, and having success out of them. The problem with them this season is going to be where the run's going to come from. Right. Outside of Hosey and Naylor, there's not a lot of run producers in there. And no, I mean, Jimenez, you think would bounce back from a down year last Cole. year. But, you know, I mean, if he if he's your third best run producer, you're not that. Maybe. Now, listen, I mean, again, you're banking on young players. Maybe sure. Bo, Bo Naylor. Between Bo Naylor, Kyle Manzardo, who my gut tells me won't start the season in the majors because yeah. they want to save on the service I, time. I bet he does. Which I hate. Yeah, I do too. I hate it. You know, I, those guys will eventually, you know, they'll hit some home runs, but yeah. you know, yeah. if Manzardo comes up in May 1st, is, what's he going to hit 15 home runs as a rookie? I've been know? telling Maybe me 28. Jason been 28. telling me about Arias to, for, <laughs> for two years. I'm waiting on this. I don't, yeah. I don't know that on Arias him. is going to be a starter. I, I got to tell you, I almost washed <laughs> my hands of him last year. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there were times where I, it's so weird. And this is the case with a lot of young players. Yeah. There were at bats where I looked at him. I said, no, there's nothing. It's not serviceable. Right. There were other at bats where I'm like, okay, I see now why th there's such an addiction to him because he can put it all together if he can put it all together. But Holes in his swing. Yeah. Not great uh, plate discipline. And I just don't know. I hope for the kid that he can even, you know, they need two, three hitters. But even if they had gotten one big slugger in the outfield, I'd be like, okay. Unknown commodity. Yes. Not someone that we hope develops. Because then I move Quan to center. By the way, I know you weren't here. We had Quan on earlier. Yeah. This what week. did he say about that? I asked him specifically. You know, I didn't say if they bench Miles. No. Frogs. What's your comfort level of playing center? But I said that. I said, you've been a gold glove left fielder. Are you confident you'd be just as good in center? And he was very honest. He was like, you know, I got to say that I'd feel just as good. But he kind of went on to say, you know, why mess with something that's working and blah, blah, blah. So I think he'd have confidence, but I think he realizes he wouldn't be quite as good in center. But he's good enough I if believe, you had to I do it. He could be. And that's what, you know, but we'll see. I, I think at this point, obviously, they're not going to sign any of these free agents that are still out there because no. there is some power out there. I mean, you still got Bellinger, you still got Matt Chapman, and you still got J.D. Martinez. But we're hearing nothing, agents. and there's no whispers Man. that yeah. you know, the now, Guardians are in on any of those J.D. Guys. Martinez would have to be the D.H., but, but um, they're not going to sign those guys. And the only hope of them adding power at this point is internally or if they did make a late trade here with Bieber or Class A or something. But it is frustrating because – the pitching staff, not just the starters, the bullpen too. I love the one addition they made, Scott Barlow. I mean, he didn't have a great year last year, but you know relievers, they're up, yeah, and, they're down. up and down. He's overall been a good relief pitcher, yeah. and they already had a good pen. So I like their pitching. I mean, their got pitching is by far the best in this division. Got a got, got a mean. closer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we've got everything. Now, uh, you know, just... a lot of this is what's gonna happen at the deadline. Right. You know, we don't know if well, Bieber's, Bieber's gone be, if they're if they're not in it. If they're and by in it, I mean yeah. like within four or five games. Yeah. Last year they were within two, I think, of the white of of the uh, of the Twins, and they were they were sellers. Well, and Savali wasn't even a free agent. No, like Bieber's and, a free agent. So unless they're he's clearly in go it, or they get nothing. They, for yes, him. right. They get nothing for him. So, but my hope is. We're in within striking distance, and they they keep him. I'm still fearful that he's going to be traded before that. Yeah, I, I to get could to maximize be. your return on he them. He could be. I, I if they're if they're mediocre and not really in the mix, I I think he and Classe will both get traded because a closer actually has more value at the deadline. But Classe is a team friendly deal, and he's got years on his team. Right, and which is but. Think about at the trade deadline, teams desperate for a closer. I know. You could get a haul for him. You, you could. You'd get like four good they, players. To me, they'd have to be out like 
five five plus games out of first place. Yeah, to yeah, be, yeah. To be yeah. sellers because no. you just, look, it's a crapshoot in the playoffs. With and baseball. nobody's that good in this division. I mean, no, the Twins winnable. were the only good team last year, and they've they lost Sonny Gray. Yeah, they've downgraded. They traded Polanco. They did sign somebody, didn't they? Make a signing? Uh, yeah. Uh, I can't remember who they signed. A lot signed. of baseball to be played they, between they now and the deadline. No, we'll, we'll sort that all out. We have no Super Chats, guys, so I want to do this real quick before we head over to WKYC. But the All-Star Game is this weekend in the NBA. We'll talk more Cavs in the WKYC show. But in the next five minutes, I'm going to give you guys two sets of odds for Donovan Mitchell in the All-Star Game to win MVP and the three-point shootout. If you had to bet with FanDuel, which one do you think was the better bet? In terms of Donovan Mitchell. So in the three-point shootout, he actually Mike, has before the you lowest. do this, can I say one thing real quick about baseball? Shoot. Really quick. They haven't made any major signings, the Twins. But you know who they did sign? Our old buddy Carlos Santana. Yeah, that's He's expected to play first for them. Yeah, that's uh, There you go. So go ahead, Mike. Sorry. All right, so back to the Donovan Mitchell yeah. odds here. He actually has the lowest, or I guess the highest. The worst odds. The worst, worst odds, odds is the best way to say it. The worst odds in the three-point shootout. In the last day, it moved from 9-1. to one. He's now 9.5-1 to one, if you want to bet. Yeah, and, and, oh, you can take that, please. Uh, Damian Lillard's the favorite, plus 370. Mitchell has the worst odds at plus 950. To win All-Star Game MVP, it's all over the board. And you can take next graphic whenever you want. Mitchell's now up to 13-1, to one, slightly behind Luka Doncic at 12-1. to one. Jason Tatum, LeBron, and Giannis are your three favorites. If you had to place a bet... Would you rather place your money 13 to 1 on Mitchell winning the All-Star game MVP or 9.5 to 1 on Mitchell winning the NBA's three-point shootout? I would definitely bet the three-point shootout because I mean, he's, I, he may not be as good a shooter as some of those guys, but he is hot. He can be hot and he's unstoppable. In the All-Star game, as you said, Mike, it's all about getting the ball and inside and dunking. Six of the last seven All-Star Game MVPs the, have been know, forwards. The, uh, the big guys and the wing guys that, that get all the MVPs. So, yeah. I, I think he's got a much better chance of winning the three-point contest than the MVP. My, uh, for me, for me, I think um, the guy that will actually end up winning the contest will be uh, Jason Tatum. Um, I think he'll That's win. That's the, M- oh, the M- MVP. You mean the MVP. He'll okay, win the MVP. yeah, yeah. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, if you put those, those three-point shooters up there a little bit, Halliburton got an ugly jump shot. Halliburton's jumper is, is unorthodox, and it, it's all about getting in a rhythm and effortlessly shooting it. Dame can shoot it from half court. Trey Young is another guy. Laurie Marketing is a guy who's, who's taller, um, seven-foot guy. It, it, it gets kind of awkward when you got to bend down and reach for the ball and get it up quickly. I think Donovan Mitchell can shoot him effortlessly, does not have to jump really high to get it off. Um, and looking from just three pointers, just watching this as I go on FanDuel and uh, uh, put money on these these little uh, these games a lot. Dame Lillard is not has not been hitting. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day three-point shots at that level. Donovan Mitchell, you could almost mark him up for two threes a game. Between him and Steph Curry, they're getting two three threes a game. 
marketing, uh, you know, it's, it's hard press. He'll hit one. But I think Donovan Mitchell got a really good opportunity to win that, that uh, three-point shootout. And I think he, he knows he's shooting it real, real well right yeah. now because that's why he put himself in. He looked at that and was like, hold up. <laughs> yeah, I could win this one. So I, I, I'm going to go with uh, Donovan Mitchell. I think he wins that. The wow. three-point shootout. Yeah. I, well, I don't think he's going to win either one. I think if he's going to win anything, it will be the three-point shootout. But yeah. I think that's it, it is a long shot. But he's not even starting. It, it, you have to have an opportunity to right. put yourself in position to win the MVP. And I don't, I can't think of a guy off the bench that's won the MVP of the uh, All Star game. I have to do Magic some Johnson, when when he won it the year he came back, maybe wasn't a starter. I can't remember. I don't. Tatum may have been a starter the year he won. He scored 51. Yeah. He got hot, and they just kept him in. I'm not sure if he. That's was a what has to happen. Yeah. Like and and. You know, you can't even predict what the playing time is going to be. It's probably not no going to be idea. a lot. So I just think it's a long shot for either one. But I like what you said about the, you know, he's got the confidence to say, yeah, I'll do it. I'm with G. I that's actually big. think if you want to throw a little flyer on the three-point shoot, I think that's a great, I mean, he's not the favorite, first off. No. But he's actually but it's going to pay. But yeah, I think that's actually phenomenal odds for a random weird shootout that Steph Curry's not in. If Steph Curry's not in there, don't bet on anyone else. Right. This is an open field. I mean, Malik Beasley is better odds than Donovan Mitchell, and I think that's an absurd idea to have Malik Beasley in this kind of situation have better odds in a three-point shootout. And to G's point, he gets hot, makes three or four on that first rack. Look he out. can put up a monster score. So yeah. I love those. Nine, nine and a half to one, great odds on FanDuel. All right. Take a flyer. Bet 10 bucks on Worth it. Worth it. See what happens. Well, I wonder what the payout is on that. Well, nine and a half to whatever you bet. To one or nine, nine and a half to one. Nine and a half so to one. So bet 10 bucks, you win 100. 95. Yeah. So that's not bad. It's a good deal. Yeah. He's got a puncher's chance. He's got a I'll, shooter's I'll, chance. He's got a shooter's chance. Like that. We're headed over to WKYC yeah, in a sec. Grading the Cavs are extensions for Barry and Stefanski a lock. And which Cleveland team is the closest to a championship? We'll see you in a few minutes. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.